You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cheeseheads. Cheese Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Now we look at it from this perspective. Uh, what are expectations for one Kevin Holden of CBS 58 as far as what they do in free agency, where they add, uh, and then what kind of the draft looks like? I think the the first thing that that you've got to do is, as terrible as it sounds, with all the all the first-round picks and all the capital that went in defensively, if you've made a coaching staff and a philosophy change defensively, bringing in a new defensive coordinator, which I agreed with, and changing some of the other folks on staff there, the first thing I want to do is get with them because philosophically there's going to be a difference. A new defensive coordinator and some new position coaches as well. There will be something philosophically that we it just it's just natural, right? Everybody approaches things a little bit differently. So my free agent dollars go to them first. I, I want to know what they want and where they want it. And then to make that work, if that's the secondary, if it's to put a little more pressure up front, whatever it is, something on the defensive side of the ball is probably probably going to be where we are. I would be tempted uh, to to boost the the receiver room just because. And look, I it's not a matter of of not having confidence in the guys, but it is a matter of adding a body into that room who can help them take steps forward. They they're taking steps forward, just working with Jordan love, just, just gaining reps and gaining experience in the NFL. But sometimes the best teacher is a teacher, you know what I mean? And so a, a good veteran receiver that can come in and, and work with those guys might be a good free agent in a couple of ways. He helps on the field, but he helps develop what else is there. I mean, that's the, that to me would, would help that room tremendously. Uh, and then and then I think you have to figure out and it's a difficult conversation, but you have to figure out at some point what to do in the running back room. Not that there's a problem, but they're, you know, running backs are like cars. Right. Once you get to that five year mark, you know, and you've run a lot of miles on those cars, it's a little bit different. A.J. Dillon had his issues during the season and, and you know, Aaron Jones has been a fantastic Green Bay Packer. But just the laws of nature and age and science tell you some point you got to figure that out. That's probably more a draft question than a free agent question. But if you have to, then maybe you throw a few dollars that way too. Let's talk about that that running back room because it's obviously it's Aaron Jones. Um, Goody has over the top praised him. Matt Lafleur is over the top praised him, which means in my mind he's back without question. AJ Dillon probably not. 
um, unless he comes back at a minimum or something like that because he doesn't want to leave. Um, but otherwise, I, I guess I find it hard to believe A.J. Dillon is back. And I'm with you. I think that's where the draft it comes into play. Uh, and maybe they take a couple of running backs in that draft, middle of the draft, um, and see you know which one or two guys stick. Here's a little stat that Jacob Morley uh, tweeted up. List of running backs to have 1,000-plus carries and average five yards per carry since 1933. 1933. Okay. 1,000-plus carries, five yards per carry. Jamal Charles, Nick Chubb, Jim Brown, Joe Perry, Barry Sanders, Aaron Jones. Wow. End of list. Wow. Wow. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I mean, that, that's that's a tough one to say. Oh yeah, cool. See ya. Enjoy your that's time elsewhere. Names. That's six names in the in in the in ninety years of football. That that's include Jim names. Brown and Barry Sanders. Goodness gracious! And Jamal Charles. Remember, yeah. remember how Jamal Charles was a superstar, not to dovetail, but. Just the, the the moment where he was a superstar, he was as good as any. He just didn't have a long shelf life. But it does it does tell you that that Aaron Jones, had, first of all, has been a, a fantastic player across years for this team. But he's also been a guy that remember there were a lot of question marks and criticism of Matt Lafleur for usage of Aaron Jones. Remember that it was more last year than this year. But there was the whole thing about he's only getting this many touches. He's only getting this. He's only getting that. I thought that the coaching staff found a pretty effective way to make Aaron Jones effective long term. And it meant you didn't give him 40 carries in week two. And that did upset some people. But he was effective later on and he's been effective over the course of years. They may have bought him some extra time uh, because of that. Right. Because, you know, obviously when running back usage was. 40 carries every game, you know, the guy would fall right off the table. I don't know if Jones will fall off the table, but but I do think you've got to figure some sort of solution. If it isn't now, then for this year, then it's next year, I think. You know, the other thing about this, uh, when we start talking about the draft and free agency, Goody's been really good the last two drafts, like really good. And now you're talking about five picks in the first two days of the draft. And I am admittedly addicted to mock drafts right now on profootballnetwork.com. I do a bunch every day. So the last thing I do before I go to bed, I lie in bed, I do a mock draft, and then I go to sleep. I screenshot all of them most of the time. Um, and yesterday, uh, I got, I was like, okay. So I always have a plan going in. Like, okay, I'm not going to trade any picks. I'm just going to sit where I am. Yesterday, I was like, I'm going to just trade down in the first round and trade down and trade down and see what happens. I'm telling you what. You know, they could be super aggressive, and they could package a two and a three and move back into the first round. And still have a two and a three and have two ones. So they could do that. They could package a one with a two and a three and skyrocket up the draft um, and go up and really get aggressive and try and get somebody and still have a second and a third. They can do all of that. But they also could move back. They could go at 25 and they could make one or two trades to get all the way, still stay in the first round and get all the way back to like 31, 32. But for me, and I've said this in uh, previous Kurt Long podcasts, 
if we make trades, the Packers, and we're going back, I want picks for next year. I don't, you don't need to give me a fourth round pick this year or a fifth round pick this year. I don't, I don't need any of that. What I want is if you want me to go back from 25 to 28, fine, we'll flop and give me a second next year uh, or a third next year, whatever. Like I, I like the idea of having a bunch of picks in the first two days of the draft on a year to year basis. If you could make that happen to give you a really good shot of restoring um, and creating more and more depth, I guess, uh, as you go along here, that would be my thing. I, I would try to fi- be figuring out how do I get two additional picks in next year's draft before you know day two is done in the NFL draft. Yeah, I'm, I am one hundred percent on board with it. With with the idea of using your capital perhaps to help yourself down the road. And the amazing thing is, it, the, what changed my mind on that was was basically the the five game stretch that was the last three games of the regular season, the win in Dallas, and the and. The, ch- the chance to win against the eventual NFC champion San Francisco 49ers. In other words, if the Packers who were six and eight that got torched by Baker Mayfield uh, sputtered down the stretch and finished seven and 10, I would feel like they would need to, you know, kind of hit the gas this year to get things better for this year. But they showed in that stretch that, that there's enough there, enough on this team right now in terms of what they, they will have on this roster next year that you don't have to tilt the scales in favor of 2024, that you can do exactly what he's done. Look, Goody's success in the drafts of the last couple of years have, have set this thing up in much the same way, and heaven forbid I'm making this comparison, in much the same way that Ted Thompson's drafts in the late 2000s helped to set up that run of, of success. I know that's a that's a high bar that I'm I'm setting there, but but what I'm what I'm going for is need was was less of an issue. There wasn't a dependence on having to use the draft to get yourself into a position right now, and it's because the Packers used those draft picks so well and got so much talent out of it that they could spread this thing out a little bit. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I, I mean, I want to see some some assets join this team for 2024. But if Goody ends up doing this to improve 2025, man, more power to him because that's that's the Packers' way. Just in the same way that we've gone far to Rogers to to Jordan Love, I am starting to see Ted Thompson coming through now and Brian Gutekunst. 